Hey, this is Paul Martin. And Ray the Roadie. For the Rock and Roll Chicago Podcast. How's it going today, Ray? Pretty good, Paul. How's by you? Uh, forget about it. I'm good. That's good. Forget uh, about it. How's by you? How's by me? I'm, I'm, me's good, too, you know? How you doing? Is what I should how, how, you, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> how you doing? Hey, do you know that there's 29 days in this month? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It just so happens, uh, so, so happens I do. <laughs> I'm glad you do because I, I didn't realize it was 29. I thought there was only 28. Well, there's, there's it happens four times, once every four years. Once every four years. Can you imagine that? Yes. So I got an extra day this year. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I have nothing planned. Well, we'll have to find something for we'll you. We'll have to maybe, maybe we're going to have some more interviews, have some more people come in on the 29th. Maybe go out and see Mike Tafoya's band. Mike Tafoya's band. That's right. They're going to be out, out and about playing. Called Tafoya. That's right. A three piece. Three piece for now. For now, but uh, uh, we uh, we just talked with Mike. Yes, we did. Him and Craig, his drummer. Yes. So uh, let's go see what uh, all that Mike has to say. Sounds good. Let's and go. And Craig. And Craig. And Craig, of yeah. course. Hey, everybody. We're here with Mike Tafoya and Craig Searholm of the band Tafoya. How you guys doing today? Well, I'm doing great. How about you? Very good. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming out on this uh, snowy, cold day. It's a wonderful day to get out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us a little about the band, uh, the current band you got together. Well, uh, I have Craig, and then I have I have on drums and vocals, and then I have Leslie Deanna. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce her last name, but she's our new bassist, and we're going to add a th- fourth person pretty soon, but I don't want to get jump into that yet okay we're th- we've been a th- i've been a- doing a three-piece for a long time i've i just find that guitarists they want to just be a big lead guitar player and they want to do van halen eruption over like some slide blues tune i'm like going no well don't you like playing with other guitarists yeah i used to play with gill gill is my partner he was when my he was my uh, my peer, you know, he was my equal for years and, uh, everybody else just kind of comes in and clums around on it and I just don't need it. And I can play two parts at once if I need to. I got a, I got a drummer who kicks butt and he's King Kong over there and on top of his volcano and they light up. So then when he hits his drums, like, it's like the lava flowing up in the air. Yes. And our new bassist, I mean, she just, she's little, but she has his voice like on the bass and she has a really good feel and that's what really counts i mean i want i'm i'm a stickler for parts you know but man if the bass and the drums don't happen i'm just i might as well just well, you gotta have the foundation there right yeah i mean well yeah always and it's like crazy but so we've been doing this and, and this is the foyer right yes just the foyer. well i had that the band before lost boys but right i needed i hadn't played around you know in a consistent fashion for a long time so i wanted to and dave angel kept you know the basis of the boys and the bees he, right he produces and records my stuff right hi dave but uh <laughs> well no he's, hi dave yeah <laughs> yeah the r guys say hi dave <laughs> but uh you know and so doing this band i was i well I, the other band i just kept playing and i was looking for something to play now everybody knows that i play rock and roll but then i did the bees right. and that was a little more you know, song oriented. And it was really, we, we played like the boys type, you know, uh, style, but we had, a, we made records that were, you know, radio 
worthy. Right. Not not just pap, you know, pablin for, you know, the masses. It was made real good, good songs. Well, we uh, so when I started that band in 2002, I was looking for something to do. And I got reacquainted with uh, the, the BBC sessions from Fleetwood Mac. And I'm, like, I'm thinking to myself, well, this stuff is really good rock good bluesy stuff you know and and then they do more man of the world and these really great songs that are real deep but i was thinking to myself well these are the best songs blues type rock songs that nobody's ever heard except for you know old old cats like me but they work and i was because i just knew if i went out doing the voice thing people are gonna go ah yeah well whatever you know anybody can do that and i'm like no, we did it really well. It's right. Good. Yeah, you did. That's good. And, and uh, we, and so I just went with that. And, and then when that band finally disbanded, well, I, David kept saying, call it Tafoya. And I was I just didn't want to be like that, you know. Right. It's all me, man. Right. And, uh, but then I found out that it bit me in the butt. The butt. The other guys decided it was them. And I went, well, okay, then do your own. Get your own guitar player. And they, uh, they ended up like, well, no, we want you to play. Well, no, I'm not shoveling crap for you guys. You know, I'll shovel crap for myself, you know, <laughs> too old and yeah. stuff, mess around. <laughs> and so then that disbanded and I just kept trying to find something to go on. And I, I'd get with these guys that, you know, they would want to come and join with me, but they were going, well, I played with this tribute band, that tribute band. I'll show you how to make money. I go, well, yeah, but I want to make music. Right. It's more about trying to be real and trying to have something that, people would you know gravitate back to and um so and then i found craig and craig and i talked for like weeks you know trying to figure each other out because i didn't know him and i wanted to make sure we have this pecking order thing you know how'd you meet how'd you meet him you should um, really tell him how that worked out <laughs> the pecky go to it worked out yeah. great through our hairstylist elise yes and uh, rock styles uh, yeah rock <laughs> uh, elise hospital uh, anyway she her and her husband bruce who used to be with eric Steele. A singer for Eric Steele way back, and uh, you know, and they're really nice people. And she just, you know, I was kept putting out these posts. I wanted a bassist and drummer just to come on, you know, let me take you for a ride. And they're like, going, Ah, we'll help you guys, we'll make this happen for you. No, you won't. Yeah, <laughs> and she got us together, and that worked out great. Well, see, I ended up with him, we ended up working out well. And like I was saying earlier, just so we talked a long time about what, what do we both want, you know. And I, he owns his own company. It's real successful. And it had the same premise. You know, it, there's a, um, a dichotomy that goes on with any kind of partnership. There has to be a funnel. If you, if there isn't a funnel, it's a bottleneck and nothing happens. Right. Somebody has to finally make the, you know, be the arbiter and the decider. And he does that with his company. And I said, well, I'm not going to sit around and wait for everybody to make a democratic decision and have it 99% of the time you know, be wrong. Or, right. Cause it's, you know, experience comes from full pause and I've done, I've made more mistakes than anybody, but I did them so long ago. <laughs> I lived through it and we, uh, and, and, you know, and we both want to, you know, create, not just, you know, regurgitate, you know, somebody else's stuff just to do it. Right. You know, right. and, uh, we do things that we like to do and, uh, you know, and it's, it still comes from, has to be one, you know, one focus at least, you know, but Craig and I work all the time together. And then, you know, uh, Leslie started with us a month and a half ago, but she's getting her business in order. She was in a band out in Colorado and she just moved here, a little rockabilly group. And I'm not going to mention them because yes, they don't have any pertinence here. Right. You're never, never going to see them. Right. But we, uh, we're just doing this and, um, 
you know, I mean, I'm already working with, Dave, talking with Dave about recording now. And I, I have an agent in, from Chicago, Jackie Lane, and I have another one from Chicago in, in California and one in Dave Dravina in uh, Florida, you know, and they both book national and they're like, going, Mike, we want to push you. I go, is this like some tribute or copy band? No, no, you're an artist. You do, you play, you, I, you know, you still keep playing and uh, you seem to be very interested. I know I'm absolutely interested in these guys, this new new band, because they all want to work together. We're all going for a focus. And right. you guys have been together for a thousand years. How? Because you have pecking order, you know what you're doing and you all want to do the same thing. Right. At least you, or you, you get your minds together and you look forward and try to get a simple consistent vision so so now so now this is all original material that you're no, doing no or no, no, no not, not yet no. um well we're i didn't doing, know if you took some of your old songs and we're, put we're, them in this. well we're doing a uh, we're doing one beast tune and we will do some other ones but you know uh, the boys i we might do lean and mean but i don't see doing boys right now because i it, that's just so old i mean the only people that really know that band and a lot of people know it right right but it's sure. from way back they're not going to go out anyway Right. And there's a couple songs, like I said, Lena Mean, because I co-wrote it so I can, and it's a good rock tune. Right. But uh, we're doing um, like old cover songs, but they're, we do them, we extrapolate, we take a theme and extrapolate it like they did back in 1970 and 71, where the music was back in the, that was the Holocaust, Holocaust, Halcyon, Halcyon days of rock and roll. I mean, oh yeah, beautiful music came out from all oh, yeah. avenues and right. levels and right. so we'll take things like Good Morning Little School Girl and then I take them to I take these songs for a ride and you know and Craig just you know we work together and they 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 they, they show off the guitar playing but it's not like you know me just being a riff meister you know there's, there's lots a, of parts yeah well Tommy Holland used to say Tafoya has parts god dang it because you know <laughs> well, you know singers they want to sing yeah. they, they want to get up there and sing it yeah. I'm like oh no no tighten this thing up tighten that up you know it's I try to make like our live thing more like how you do a pre-production for a record you you get all those little details and nuances happening and uh, yeah but we have lots of parts right Craig oh yeah <laughs> lots and lots so now who's doing the singing who's doing the vocals uh Craig and I yeah. right now and then uh, we get yeah right now it's Craig and I okay it's pretty equally split yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we we even do a Foo Fighters song. We're doing you know stuff, but we're doing stuff of mine, and we're going to be throwing stuff from the uh, the Lost Boys. Sorry, I I didn't want to mention them. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. It's my band, <laughs> but we're doing some of that originals, and they um, like uh, Jackie wants to hear some other ones off that's you know because they they rock just rock good sure. rock songs. But I have a whole buttload. That's a better word. <laughs> Uh, of of stuff and uh, Craig and I played through them and you know played along with them. We're going to do a lot of more originals, but right now I need to get yeah, the band. Yeah, pick the ones you want, right? Yeah. Well, it's just getting the, the band tight, yeah. letting them learn how to work with me. You know, with right. all that Tafoya's gosh darn parts, but you know, <laughs> and doing all <laughs> as, as he shakes his head, <laughs> as Craig shakes his head. I mean, I'm shaking everything else yeah so uh, are there any favorite songs you guys do that you know some stuff you're doing now well i like just like asking me is there you know what's your favorite child you know i like them all actually uh i don't have any of them that i don't like to play otherwise we wouldn't play them right but we have things that are really cool jams that are like we they you know, looking for somebody, old Peter Green song, then Good Morning School Girl. We do Not Fade Away, where they just go off in these parts, but they bring you back. Right. Remember those old days? Right. Remember when we used to listen to bands go, Humble Pie to oh, yeah. everybody. Pie was, but, yeah. I mean, but they would just take songs and then all of a sudden, 
oh, there it yeah. is again. Yeah. You know, like I don't need no doctor. You know, it just has yeah. all this, you break down in the middle and then also it's like that's what I want to do. That's yeah. what I hear. Yeah. And I I figured out a long time ago I don't need to do stuff to keep current because music is um there's only two types of music, good and bad. And and I'm not going to play stuff the kids play because I don't think that way. I don't hear what they hear. Sure, sure. Uh, and they will like, what, you know, I mean, we have a song that I wrote, uh, Drive By Sturgis. Drive By is, like, is my Fly Me to the Moon and Europa Santana Drive By. Okay. I wrote that. And then in Sturgis and young people go, I like that song. And it's like real kind of. Melodic. Yeah, yeah it's melodic and yeah. jazzy and yeah. kind of, you know, Latin rhythmic is she almost. But, you know, it's not over. Nothing's overdone. Right. It's just, it's just sort of how, how I feel about playing and then the rest of the guys I'm with and now the guy and girl, but right. I don't know, what, what do you think is a favorite of yours? Somebody, uh, looking for somebody. Yeah. Oh, he likes that one. It's just an old, actually sing it. That's what I, no, I, I, don't. I, no, you, I sing it. I don't <laughs> sing that one. It's just, it's, it starts with a nice sound beat. Boom. Taboom. Ba ba. Taboom. Yeah. Ba, ba. So it's <laughs> kind of a sensual kind of tune. It's a mantra. <laughs> it, it has this flow. You know, but it's skin set and it's just really cool. And then yeah. I take it. And I, when you watch, it, I, we have a video out right now of it, and, and I, we go into this whole Santana Hendrix thing in the middle, but it's not going Santana Hendrix. It's me doing our thing, but we're doing this really. Yeah. You have King Kong over there. <laughs> <laughs> kind of drew me together with him was the melodic part of all these songs is really there and that's what I always liked growing up and even today I like the melody part of the tunes although I'm a drummer I can bang out this heavy stuff but I want to hear this song man and then I want to play the drums to that song and make melody with the melody right so that's kind of how we really man Mm -hmm. we hooked up pretty quick it was uh it was uh it was kind of cool so, so I mean, I get, I get your point on the melodic thing. Yeah. You know, people get, a melody gets stuck in your head. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, the ear cancer. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So what's uh, some of your background, Craig? What, uh, where'd you come from? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Where you going? Oops. <laughs> I'm just a Chicago guy. We yeah. ended up in the suburbs. But uh, uh, I think I've been playing for, I don't know, 40-something years now. Always in a band, always played, always played, always played. But again, it's it's the Chicago area. It's cover cover band central. Sure. And you know, you just gotta you want to play, you gotta fit in. Right. Right. So, well, you, you have to do that, like you said, to fit in and to 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 keep busy and, and keep busy and uh, and make some some money anyway. Right. Try and make some money. You know, the money was never super concerned for me. I do just fine. 
Yeah. But I always wanted to have fun. I always wanted to just have at it. Right. And our local band here, you know, we played a lot. What's the name of that band? Some monkey band. Soul Patch Monkeys. Uh, (laughs) You see them all over the place and they, you know, and. They, I, I, I didn't, when we started working together, I didn't go see the band. I was afraid of getting involved in all this politics. You know, maybe those guys would get all crappy, but I mean, Pat and Steve are really, really cool guys. They're really open and, you know, they're still talking about, come on, man, we need to all just play together. Let's get both basses and both guitars and, you know, and have Craig play. And I go, whatever, you know, we're all cool, but they're really great guys. And they, they're more of a, a, of a, you know, cover band but they you know they're a fun band to watch right, you know, to right. sit and listen to and play are you still playing with them or no? we are oh, we've, yeah. we've over the years we've probably played 850 shows and in that you know you learn how to handle you know what you're doing here with the sound right and how you handle people and how you handle a room and what you don't do get and what you here, do get out of here and then you know obviously Mike has been the professional side of it for many years well to take the thought processes I have, mix them with his because he's got the, he's got more fill of the gaps. Gift. Yeah, fill the yeah, yeah. fill the gaps. Yeah. So, yeah. and then the singing. You know, I sang a lot of our stuff. So, once he figured out that I can actually sing, he's like, <laughs> "Wow, well, you don't know." Well, you don't yeah, know. Right, right, I, right. I got guys come up. Hey, man, I want to sing for you. I I kick your butt. Right. Okay, singing. Dory me solatito. What? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially coming from Tommy Holland had a great voice. Yeah, and I know you played with Tommy. So yeah, t- tell, tell us a little bit about the bees. Well, okay, I was in the boys for six years. Right, so yeah, let's go back to the boys. Okay, actually, well, yeah. I was in the boys all that time, and I was the last one to join. And we, you know, the band was only together two weeks. I had somebody go, "You're not an original member." Well, they had a guy who was a great guy. I love the guy, Rich. But uh, you know, they needed a Gilly wanted to have somebody else to play with him. Right. They played guitar, and I was Gilly's mentor. You know. So Gilly brought me in the band, and the two of us, we just played really well together. Well, the boys end up turning into pretty much a parody of ourselves, I felt. You know, okay. and, and I, I dig the Midwest kids counts up, but I thought it was just, you know, it was too self-aggrandizing. And I just thought that we could we needed to keep moving. And, and I had um, a difference of opinion with, you know, some of the leadership about what we were doing. I felt that we needed to keep growing. And somebody in the band was going, no, no, we need to do what the audience wants. And I go, ooh, I'm afraid of that. That's like tail wagging the dog and we're on the wrong yeah, end of the tail, yeah. you know, yeah, we're right up that. our own butts. And right. I see that. So I I. And I was together with the band six years and, you know, it was was just so much fun. We had a lot of fun. We worked our butts off. We would drive, we'd work six hours, you know, four sets a night, six nights a week, drive 800 miles to the next town. We did it for years. That's how we got good. We didn't stay in Chicago. Right. And I could, I saw that. I saw bands become the flavor of the month and then we'd be gone for a month. We we were in town two months and we're gone for a whole month. Right. Medicine had Alberta to wherever. Aspen, we played everywhere. Right. All night. Well, Anyway, we just, I, I wanted to make, you know, we was going to do the boys' second album, and we're doing these songs that are just like a parody of, the, we're like a boys' tribute band. I was just, I'm going, that's not enough. I'm proud of the boys, but I wanted to keep growing. And so... I read somewhere where you said you were you were kind of depressed afterwards, right? After after doing, I think it was the second album. Well, yeah. I, I was I was down anyway, but I don't know about depressed. I, well, yeah, I, just, yeah, I, just, I show my emotions, you know. I right. let out. I don't I don't stifle myself and develop, sure. you know, the, you know, emotional cancer or something like that. But yeah, uh, 
I, I wanted to just let the music lead it. And we'll always go back, and, you know, like the bees where we had radio friendly songs, but live, I mean, we were doing even, we were doing like boys type stuff. We had Anatoly, me and Dave Angel. Right. We had Kent at first for a while, but he, he ended up, you know, he, he just didn't, he wanted to stay in town right. and he ended up into luxury, but that's cool. But, uh, so what we wanted to grow and, uh, so live, but we wanted to make a song, you know, make a song, make sense, the melodic sense. And, you know, yeah. if it's, if we feel it's long and it should be fine, but, uh, we don't need everything to be, I'm like going, I heard a melody. No, I don't want to sing that. I want to do my own thing. I get you want to do your own thing, but it's the same thing. And it wasn't growing. And then we decided to quit. You know, well, I, I was quitting. Actually, I quit and then gave everybody else an opportunity to either stay with me or go move forward with me or stay. And right. and Gilly got got waylaid and he ended up staying with, with the, the singer. And it was OK because, I you know, I love right. Gil. We grew up together and right. I love the singer. I love her. But I mean, I'm not going to do his thing just to do his thing. And so we we did. We got together and uh, an old agent from from here. Um, prestige uh ed hansen oh sure well he uh you know he's like he was sitting with us and he goes well you know my gig is like a manager manager's job is not to get you bookings it's to keep the freaking band together that's the manager's real job and that's thank you danny davis that's the manager of the boys and the bees who got fired because he couldn't he didn't want to fire me but anyway um in the boys but we were like he goes i got this singer you know Tom Holland. I go, oh yeah, Dave and I met him with the pack because we knew, you know, the Hollands and stuff and right. went and saw him and I saw this guy who just could, had this great voice. He had John Lennon and Rod Stewart, you know, in his voice. Right. I know Tommy had a great voice. Yeah. We, and, and that was his favorite guys, you know, right. Rod Stewart and John Lennon. I'm like going, and, and he had that look like, you know, Robert Plant and everything, but he was really nice. And you could tell by looking in his eyes, even when he was drunk, he's a smart guy. I like smart people. I don't know why I'm with him though, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but I like smart people. That's what it's about, you know. And I mean, I have I've been in bands with people that aren't real, you know, high in the food chain, but you know, they're smart enough to know how to be right. smart. And uh, when and he goes, well, I got this guy, and then, so I call, and they go, Mike, you talk to him. Well, me, you know, I'm kind of, I can. Yeah, I'm a loose cannon sometimes, you know. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, I didn't know I was that funny. Yeah, they're funny looking. <laughs> well, hey, oh, thank you. And uh, says you? Craig. Yeah, says uh, Craig. <laughs> I don't care. So, call me late for dinner. I'll figure out a way to eat. Well, anyway, so I called Tommy up and we talked, and he's like going, and I said, talked about the boys. He goes, because he, he knew who I we met, and he goes, I know all about you guys. You hear the singer voice. So I said, Tom. I'll call you tomorrow and I call him and uh, I listened to his stuff and he was he had these demos like not my girl from the bees album but it was with um Tony and Hunt Sales you know from the Super Sales Sons they were in Tin Man later oh, they were okay. his band and uh I'm listening to it and I'm like going Tom I get it I I I get your pop thing you know oh no not my girl you know it's like a Cliff Johnson thing I go but Cliff off Broadway was like the only band I actually liked hearing doing that power pop right. that I really enjoyed. I like Pez Man too, but yeah. I mean, it was the same style, but those guys, sure. but everybody doing it, it's, you know, right. you're stuck on the same nipple and, you know, it dried up a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> so when Tom came and then I called him that next day and I go, Hey Tom, he goes, Hey Mike, how you doing? I go, well, 
I listen to your demos. Oh, cool. And I go, I think you suck. He goes, what? I go, I'm kidding. Get your ass over here. He goes, I like you. And we became fast friends. We found out later his stepson is my cousin, his wife of 30 years, Tammy. Love you, Tammy. She grew up right around the corner from where I lived in Aurora. I moved from Chicago. So we had this familiarity thing. And then us two, we were the Burton Ernie of rock. We could just, we had fun and we both could meld our thing together because we both grew up in the Beatles and then went to the Stones as soon as we figured out girls, you know, (laughs) and how to pee on a wall, you know, Charlie Watts. And, uh, you know, we're going, okay, this is great. And then we just started playing and we took like, like my band, we took a bunch of the old Fleetwood Mac and, you know, the Lost Boys stuff to move on we had to start somewhere right and uh we were we were doing you know too well to tame lean and mean drive me crazy from the boys but we went to the bees and we made a real record you know the, each song was had its own entity i mean i remember record president a record exec from epic back in 82 flew out from new york came out to take us to eat I'm, I'm recording. I don't have time for this. And yeah. went to, had a big $900 meal at, in Beverly Hills. And he goes, Hey, Michael, uh, do you think that, that bees album is really good, but do you think it's spread too thin? And I knew what he was asking. And I go, what do you mean? You know, cause he's, when you hear something inane like that, you go, where are you coming from? He goes, well, you know, the audience thing. I go, it's the same singer, same drummer, same songwriting crew, same lead guitar. You know, that's the voicings of the singer and the guitar player and the drums are what you hear. And I go, um, you know, of course the bass and keyboards are the same guys on each song. It's going to work. When it came out, it was right when the second, uh, I say, uh, recession, music recession, 78, late 78, 79 happened. That's when even CBS had to fire half of their sales force. Okay. And, uh, you know, they were making people do double duty, which they should have been taking away, you know, weren't buying t-shirts and silk coats for every, every band, every new guy. And, right. you know, just to give away to everybody's promotion. And it just didn't, you know, and then, and then printing, you know, yeah. coming out with a brand new album, printing a, a million I remember, see, Boston's second album, uh, Don't Look Back, came out the same day the boys did. I remember being in record stores to having to do sign things. And you see cutouts, Don't Look Back and Brand New, because they had so much stock. All those uh, things, you know, convolution of all these elements just really wrecked it. So then in 83, it happened again. And uh, we, our record came out. And they didn't want to release a rock, rock, rock record. I mean, they, they kind of threw out Ted Nugent's album, you know, um, what was it? They were more into poppy stuff. and Well, and, no, it was just that it, it, you know, when punk came out, it, it, these yeah. writers would say, well, this is just a, a, a you know pushback from the audience. They don't want corporate rock. You know, no, he's just a bunch of eggheads with loud mouths wanting to hear, you know, right. something that they can play, which is cool because I like good music when it, even if it moves me, even if it's played simple. So we, um, and when we did our album, I mean, they were like going, well, this is not going to sell. And so they released it in the middle of January, which they don't do anything. I mean, nobody even goes out of the house until the third week of January to sell songs to radio people. Radio people had our stuff and they were playing it all over the country. KC in Kansas, I mean, in St. Louis too. Um, um, In Denver, they were playing Five Deep, a Bees album. Everybody's, and they're just going, this gets me where I I live. And there's this tip sheet, radio tip sheet called Monday Morning Quarterback. And they're going, this is great. Scott Daniels, right day, our first day was playing at at 4.30 in the afternoon. On, on his drive well, so. yeah. and it were played all over, but everywhere except Chicago, they didn't, they just sent the flats, the front of the album covers. 
And this is back in 82 or 83 when people are going, I got, I got kids and stuff and I got bills and I want to buy a record and they get there. And then, you know, I have Pac-Man and stuff, you know, everybody's spending money. Their entertainment dollar was going everywhere. Foosball, right? Well, well, foosball, I'm just talking about the electronic games and and it's a quarter game and, you know, and uh, they come in, I had people from all over. I mean, every, I mean, California, you know, Phoenix to Florida, you know, East coast up the beltway going, I went to the store to buy it and they have your flats everywhere, but they don't have your record. Wow. So I bought something else and I was, you know, then they don't remember the next week they want to buy the next thing. Right. And right. we were, we were screwed without getting kissed. And, wow. and it was really, really a tough thing for us. You know, wow. I don't know. That's just what happens. Yeah. You just yeah. have to accept it and move on. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've heard so many stories where, where the, because of the music industry changing and going to something else that, you know, bands just get shut out. Well, it know? wasn't the music industry as much as the suits well, trying to figure out what the audience wants and they weren't, and they would rather dumb down, you know, and be safe than, yeah, than well, give you something you wanted to hear. Right. Which had changed, turned the music industry around, you know, well, it changed, changed it, I should say. Well, it, it made it turn it around for the good or not, but. Well, I mean, they're not in control. Right now, no one's in control. Right. So you get these little kid bands come out and they can sell a lot of merch and sell, make their CDs and they're keeping things moving, but they don't go anywhere. Right. First of all, they don't know how to make a, they don't know how to make a song. The Boys, we wrote most of that album and it came out in 78. We wrote most of it in 76. We're playing four sets a night, six nights a week and only playing two or three of those songs. We didn't come out and just play all that stuff because we were trying to figure out our craft sure, sure. and how to do it. And and I remember me and Kenny Voss, I went and saw him in 84. It was after the bees broke up and I walked, went down to Malo's in Aurora. Yeah, I went to high school there and I didn't live there, but I came down there and here, here he's there and Ken and I are talking. We're going, what happened to this music thing? I go, well, I go, you get all these new bands coming out and they all want to be original and you're just playing a bunch of crap at people. Right. We're not giving people a chance to you know, assimilate it or anything. And the club started going from, you know, we used to have to play Tuesday to Saturday. And then if you wanted to break it up, you got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Thursday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but you had to play. But the, uh, the locals get to walk in and see a band. And by the end of the week, I mean, we'd play Monroe, Louisiana. I mean, the first day there, they're going, y'all from Chicago, huh? I hear you guys are wild. This yeah. is 76. <laughs> so we get up to our first, our first night and we're, you know, we're blowing the room up, you know, yeah. and we're like just wild. And they're going, well, there's nobody. He ain't going to have that later. And by Saturday, they're going, we love you. Yeah. We, I mean, cause yeah. they're friends and the place would pack. Everywhere we played, Burlington, Iowa to, you know, Medicine Hat, Alberta by the, by Saturday, the end of the week, because people word of mouth. And they right. Go, no, I know that. And then yeah. Ken and I talked and I'm going, yeah, yeah, so we're trying to book, you know, on Friday or Saturday, and then I don't come back for another six months. Right. And then the rest of the, rest of the time is all these other little bands coming in. Nobody wants to take it, and they have to pay cover. Nobody yeah. knows if it's any good. Right. And I, I think that really did a lot to it as well. It was the way the clubs ran it, you know, and like the record companies, how they screwed themselves. You know, the clubs just turn into, well, they don't care as long as people come in and pay. I'd see a, I remember back in early nineties, I went with my guys, I worked for Gibson guitar and went and saw a tribute band, some band to heart, which is in Aurora. So I was living in Elgin came down. They had a girl, they did like two songs by heart, but they were called a heart tribute band because they had a girl yeah. just to bring people in. <laughs> right. Right. Go, Isn't that great? And I go, they're just playing songs. Right. They might as well just be whomever snake in the armpits. And I was, 
<laughs> I, I was just thinking, man, this is music is people are, you know, and then yeah. and after that, subsequently, all these tribute bands are going, well, we're, we're laughing all the way to the bank. I go, yeah, but you're, 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 gonna, you're boxing yourself into a salary ceiling. You're making a lot of money now. Well, who cares then? Yeah. Goes, you don't care about playing music, making art of any sort. Right. And that's what I'm about. You know, yeah. uh, he doesn't need the money. So he's willing to go and ride with me. I'm, I just found whenever I just knew drug dealers and people that get a new job and they hate, but they don't want to lose, stop making the money. Right. So they keep doing it. Right. And I just knew not to do that, you know? And so they're going, yeah, Tafoy, he's not doing anything. Just playing, yeah. trying to grow. And I was still looking at the big prize. So I wanted to grow musically. So when was the last time the Lost Boys have played? Oh, God, October 2016. Oh, it's, has it been? Okay. Yeah, I, uh, well, the other guys in the band decided, and that was the, the thing. That's why Dave Angel said, don't call it Tafoya. They thought they were, they were carrying the band. Uh, and I'm like going, I'm, I was singing 99% of the, 90% of the stuff. And the other ones were just, I'm letting the other guys sing it. And it's, they're all coming to see me anyway. And I'm not acting like it's all me, but I'm going, one, one kid goes, uh, well, I should be the front man in the, uh, and the lead singer. I go, uh, listen, you want to just want to take over my band? He goes, no, no, you got to be a little more open, you know? And he's like, thinks he's real, you know what I'm talking about, my area diked. Like, oh, like, yeah. Anyway, I'm going, he's like going, all the stuff except saying, you know, you got to need to be pragmatic. I was waiting for that. I'm going to go, well, pragmatism, I get, but do you just doing that? And I go, and I told him, I go, when you first joined the band, I watched you. I thought maybe you could really take over for me and help me with that so I can just be the lead guitarist. And it didn't happen. So I'd go, Tafoya's lost boys all you guys are that because i'm deploying the boys i go you guys aren't in it i let it i moved away went out to iowa a little bit tried something out there in burlington i went to st louis and met some really great cats and recorded down there and they want us to come down there and play well i was going to add here that's why we got along quite well right off the bat i'm always in charge i have my own company i'm used to being in charge listen dude it's your songs you're in charge of your songs Let's work them out. It's still your show. Right. I'm going to play the drums. And then when we're done practicing or playing, I'm going to go back to work and I'll be in charge. Right. It's actually a break for you. It is. It's exactly what it is. It's a break for me. Exactly. Because right. I think people come up to me and go, well, how the boys, you guys are the bees and stuff, you know, things I was in. Right. Yeah. I, I can't speak for other bands. And they're going, I don't see how. So who was the type A? I go, all of us were. No, you can't have all type A. I go, well, that's why you have one person in charge. Then everybody's in, he's in charge. Of, you know, he, he's, he's the boss of how he's slamming the drums. If I ask him to do something, you know, right. do a different feel, right. he enjoys that because, oh, I get to do something. I, I get to think. But I'm in, I'm in charge. That's what I was. And the boys, I was in charge of my parts. Right. You know? I, well, uh, you're more of the conductor, really, really. Now, now, now I am. Yeah. But in the boys, it was, it was a big, it was a big cluster yeah. F, you know, yeah. but I mean, it was cool, but you know, we, and we decided a long time ago, we're going to, the audience needs to have a handle. So we gave, let dirt be the guy. Right. And then the guy decided it was all him, which was too bad because yeah. we were too good for that. And the bees was the opposite. You know, the manager insisted everybody be in control. Right. Oh my God. Again. Yeah. Bunch of type A's, you know, yeah. one guy in yeah. charge, because I don't care if ever, somebody has ideas. I am good with it. I'll flow with it. I play with the cave dwellers, you know, I'm helping them guys out. And there are a bunch of old, old 60s songs. And I started playing in 63. I got my first, no, 64. You know, but I played all that stuff. And I'm going, okay. And people come and see me. 
and they're going, wow, Mike, I thought I was going to see it's a Foyer show, and you're just up there supporting the songs. You right. still look great, and you do your thing when you play, albeit. <laughs> you're in charge. You're in charge then. Yeah. Right? Well, <laughs> when you play. Well, right? uh, me and the drummer, <laughs> Rick, and I, I, I remember saying, I go, I don't do any solos in this band. He goes, yes, you do. I go, they're not solos. Those are comps. <laughs> you know, you're playing a three-minute song. I'm just going, and I'm back down to playing. I love doing that. I'm in charge of my own thing, and that's cool. But it's not creating, and they weren't right. You know, they're, they're original. But you knew that going in. Well, exactly. Right. No, you I'm, knew that I'm, going in. Right. So, so which I'm, which is cool. Right. Yeah. So, so I you just do, my eyes are still in my prize too. Sure. sure. What I want to do, I don't care if we. I mean, I want to make money. Uh, but money is a way to keep a score, also. But I would love to be able to, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, bring home fat paychecks. But now it's looking like. I mean, even you guys asked me to come here. Right. I mean, I'm getting people all over the place. I'm like, Mike, we're interested in you. You know, and right. I go, why? Who's, who's the one who got a hold of me on the right. right. no, I, I go, what do you want? What is it you want? You're, you're still trying to talk us into the boys and to get me back together. <laughs> I'll talk to you <laughs> no, about no, it. I just don't no. see it. And, uh, and he goes, no, no, you've just been doing this so long and you actually not just, you know, but your name too. I mean, you know, we know your name. Everybody knows your name, and and well, and so that's yeah. why you know. Well, and the I whole like show's the about rock and roll Chicago, you know. So. Yeah. Well, I know, but I mean, it's also I. I thought maybe I would maybe I'd polish my apple. I should have polished the. Well, I did. I did go back. I did go back in my record to see if you owed me any money or anything from years ago, and I couldn't <laughs> find a thing. So <laughs> there's a reason. <laughs> He's my expunge master. No, I, you know, but I, I was hearing from people, you know, that, uh, well, you, you are actually still, you play better than ever. You yeah, look great yeah. for your age. I, and I don't make jokes about, you know, I don't say I'm, I remember Chip, Chip's enough going, Hey Mike, I hell you. You know, and I go, it's back in the nineties and we did a boys re, redo and, uh, and I was like 36 or something at the time. And he's like, going, you don't tell everybody your age. I go, what? I want to, so I made the boys when I was eight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm proud of who I am. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've done it, but right. I just, that's what I think anyway. I mean, I may be wrong. I've been wrong a couple times in the last two minutes, so, you know, <laughs> I'm used to it. So, so are you guys, have you got any dates booked with the foyer yet or anything? Or you- Our first show with with uh, Les. Les, Leslie will be the 29th in, uh, in February. Belgium. Yeah, February okay. 29th. There's no 29 days in February. <laughs> oh, this one, this oh, yeah, one there is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, baby tomato. Catch up. <laughs> and then, Actually, that'll be a good one to get her revved up. And yes. See. Oh, yeah. Where's it, Anna? Where's it? In Elgin. Oh, okay. The old Dieterlees. It's right down the corner of the old Gibsons on McLean and Twenty. Okay. But it's a cool place. It's fun. We played there with our old bassist, Ron Laskin. But, uh, and uh, we're going there. And then we play a week later. We're up by the uh, Sycamore Speedway on a Sunday afternoon, which is really, was, that was going to be our first one. And then Craig popped this one on us. Okay. Got, got this fun. And uh, then uh, back. Brower House. The Brower House okay. on the on the 13th. 13th yeah. And then we're playing at the end of the month on the 22nd up in Antioch for the Al Wiseman birthday party podcast thing. They have all, I'm going to, I'm going to jam with Maggie Aliota too. And, um, and uh, we're going to bring Atlanta Quinn to come up and play with us. And uh, we're going to do our set there. And that's what we have so far. That, that's next month. That's four dates. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. all we can remember. <laughs> so if people are looking for you guys, where can they find you on uh, well, they can find, social media or whatever? Yeah, yeah. well, I, we, we're going to get a, we're, we're working on a website now. Uh, 
but you know, I, I, I'm, I have 5,000 people on, on Michael Anthony Tafoya on Facebook and then MA Tafoya is 3000 and I post all, all kinds of crap. And then all right. what's your name again? Jack, <laughs> Mr. Meoff over here. Uh, I thought it was Richie Gazinia, but anyway, no. And Craig Cedarholm, up, you're walking. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding you, man. Come on, man. He doesn't want to walk home. No, it's too cold. It's too cold to walk home. Yeah, but you can check on Craig Cedarholm, and then uh, we uh, were in his wife Angela Gambino. She does the uh, what's that called? Kicklids, kicklids. They do all the drum head stuff, and uh, oh, okay, you know, and does our drum head, and, you know, and that was original concept from me and Kenny Hartman. Kicklids, yeah, kicklids, cool. L I D Z. Guy named Ken Hartman who uh, wrote, and his brother Chuck wrote the Chicago Biker Bars book and the Milwaukee Biker Bars book. Well, Ken and I, we got into um, trying to figure out the concept of my Tafoya thing. Yeah, here is oh, cool. Here's the kicklids. So, and I uh, see like my my card there it has a. It's actually my hand and I'm, on my guitar. Right. And see the drum head is is translucent, so it lights up. His drums light up, so it really stands out. But it was like it's going to be called Tafoya. No, everybody goes, what's a Tafoya? I get it. Yeah, you know, what's a moron? <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, oh, that's right here, buddy. Yeah, I know he's sitting there. Right? <laughs> no, right here. He's one beat off. <laughs> but, uh, well, he's a drummer, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he's smart. He switched hands and gained a stroke. Ah, but boom. Yeah, wait. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so we're, you know, we we got this thing going. We we have we have a common goal, and now all the. You know, we're filling gaps in the right place. Pecking order is right. It's not a who's, on, who, you know, who's better or anything. You know, right. it's what we're all pragmatic about this. And Leslie came in. Now she played this rockabilly band and she got her, she got her, you know, her music degree and all this. And she plays a pick. I love the sound of a guitar pick on a bass. Oh, sure, sure. Well, Dave, Angel, Dave Angel, he started off in double bass and oh, tuba. Okay. And he knew, he knows French Boeing and German style Boeing and all that. But when the boys... You want to have that thing come out. He right. is a guitar pick. Right. It's like John right. Bonham. I was in a band with Bobby Caldwell from Captain Beyond. Remember them? Yeah, sure. Well, Bobby's one of the best drummers in the universe. Anyway, right. and he knew Bonham and I was, and, he, and I listened to him and he had his, that same old single floor, a two floors, you know, single yeah. rack and you know, old Ringo drum set. Right. And he could make that thing happen. And he played me all the Captain Beyond. He did it all. Right. And, you know, and I learned groove is king. First of all, just make sure it has the right feel. Don't tell everybody. You don't have to, I don't have to teach a drummer stick hits. Right. You know, or, and or the bass player, all the, it's get the groove. I, my thing is about the groove and play right. in there. And, you know, cause I get drummers and I go, well, you got two bars to fill. So you do 64th notes. I go, it's correct, but not right. You know, guitar players are just like, yes, how fast they could play. You know, they're playing, you know, they're playing C rancid in the Asolodian mode. You know, it's like, doesn't do anything to me, for me anyway. You know, I, I understand people want to hear that, but it's not melodic. Again. And I'm like, Elise, her, her hairdresser, you know, her husband goes, Mike, you're like a blue shredder. Well, yeah, I play the. I I'll, I like to go fast, but I don't. I like to bend, you know. I'm right. not tweedly deedly. I'm a wrangly dangly, you know. I, I bend those strings around. But we're trying to do stuff that makes sense musically, and you know. And uh, I have songs that are real fast too. But 
I have other songs that don't do that. And right. songs that say something and other songs about cars and girls and she sucks on love like fuel injection. You know, <laughs> I do that too, but it's, it's about being serious because rock and roll is about cars and girls and about your yeah. angst about growing up. Right. Right. And uh, as a teenager, that's what happens. You get that explosion in your frontal cortex, you know, all these brain things happening and you don't know what's going on and you're trying to fit in and, and you're trying yeah. to find yourself. And so you have all those things and that's what we're going to be about. It's not going to be one style. So I've, I've seen on uh, some videos of yours. I see you playing the Les Paul, I see you playing Explorer with your go-to guitar now. Yes. <laughs> yes. All of them? Oh yeah. Well, my guitars were stolen. I had a 59 flame top you know, historic oh, really? six Les Paul juniors that were stolen in Florida. And when I was playing down there and down there, like in California, if you're no matter what you are, you don't have your tools and you're just another bum in the sun. Yeah. So my, my guitar was stolen from me. I mean, I've had, I've had one stolen too. So I well, know what that's like. Yes. I had uh, my Explorer in the, in the, the boys and I had it read right. in the bees and my Charvel was original made in the garage in San Dimas. It was before the factory. Oh, okay. And uh, they were stolen in the bees, you know, and it's like, <gasps> oh, wow. And so in Gibson in 2000, I came back and uh, Dave Timmons from the uh, Elgin, you know, he was general manager there and he gave me an Explorer. It was out of his, it's one of his, but it wasn't, it was Gibson's, but you know, right. but then I, right. I changed the pickups. I put in PAFs, you know, the 57s in them instead of the, you know, right. the high output uh, ceramic ones. But anyway, and then uh, in 2007, a guy named Hank Edel, he was a sales guy for Gibson, or he was the head of, you know, for the strings accessories division. He was oh, a okay. sales manager and he called me up and he goes, Mike, uh, can you come out and to the Blues Fest and uh, we'll give you uh, one of the new Chinese Firebirds, you know? I go, well, humbuckers, and I go, okay, yeah, I'll come out anyway, you know? Just, and all I was to do was give strings away, talk about strings for them, you know, as a little Johnny Appleseed of strings for them, okay. but also bring guitars to these kids from six to sixty, come up over to a little, those little box or um, these uh, line six little modeling things. So you can phone these kids. <laughs> and I saw that let's fall there. I didn't ask for it, you know. So I was, I was going to get this other thing. And so I did thir Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with them. Right? I was there all day and doing this stuff. Last day, I go okay. Me, 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 me. And he goes, well, we don't have one here. And he goes, well. Do you like to take that Les Paul? I go, yeah. He goes, there's no case for it. <laughs> it's okay. I, 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 I still have an old Gibson gig bag, you yeah. know? And so I use that. And the next year I came, I worked all four days and they gave me a, just a case. Yes, 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 I got yes, the guitar yeah. and it's the, you know, the flame top. It's a faded flame top. Oh, okay. And it's all fifties, you know, um, you know, the binding and everything is all right. But, uh, uh, but I like the guitar. I play the, I, I, both of them, I play, play the crap out of them, you yeah. know? And I, when the Gibson gave me the Explorer, that was the only thing I had. I do four sets. I broke a string in the middle of the song. I just start put string all the bands going and I get up there and I start playing. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. How do you do that? I go, well, you think about it. Who plays? Do you play guitar? Yeah. Well, you know, you, strings play. don't stretch. It's, it's the, um, it's the wrap. Right, right, you right. You got to pull that, you get pull that, that wrap, wrap. pulling out of you know, all the, you know, the looseness. And yeah. so I, and I ruined the frets out of that one. I mean, I had a good a guy out of Aurora who plays real well. And he picked up my guitar and he goes, he goes, how do you play this? I go, well, live, I, I can, but it's like, it was so flattened down. There was no crown. And then the edges were sharp. And I, I go like this and go on. So that I can feel it when I'm not gigging, but when I'm gigging. I just do it. And right. so he got me, a, he got me a set of frets for it. And then yeah. now I, my less fall, it, it frets out in little places, you yeah. know, because I don't play in one position, you know, I'm playing all over oh, sure, the neck. Sure. And, and so, but live, 
it, yeah. it works. But yeah. I mean, I need to get that fretted now. Yeah. I got to get a hold of John Gray. What about you, Craig? What kind of drums you play? I got a Pearl Kit uh, Chrome uh, 7 piece and pasty cymbals. And for the show part of it, they all light up. So, oh, okay, cool. And with Angela's help with the Pro Player Art kick lids, yeah. all my heads on there are translucent. So, uh, okay. So, so the lights come through it? They come yeah. through. Yeah. And then whatever head I have on the bass drum just accentuates the songs because I'll put a color to a particular song purple, green, blue, oh, okay. red. And <laughs> it, it just sets a mood for that song. Sure. And then when the stage lights come on, they actually gravitate to what I'm doing. So, if, the, if I got red, They'll yeah. run the reds, right? Or the greens, or the blues. So even if they don't, the contrast works. Sure. And he smacks really the does. hell out of them. And like I say, he's like King Kong. He's up there banging. He's on a volcano. <laughs> and you hear, you see the lava go, <laughs> lights going up, and it's like it yeah. works. It works really well. I mean, he's a strong hitter. You know, he plays it straight and like that. Looking for somebody he likes. I've been playing that song for now since 2002, and I figured it out when I played with Craig. I was like, he isn't. He's playing his part. I can do the swing because that's what I'm good at. I don't need somebody else to support me and all that crap, you know. And then, you know, and then I just ask him to, you know, this and that. But he can do that, and he likes that, you know. And I started realizing, oh, like that looking for somebody. That video we have, and it's like people are going, well, it's ten minutes, you know. Yeah, but it, it's it about takes six you. songs in that ten minutes. Yeah, but it's, it takes <laughs> you for a ride, though. It doesn't make you feel like, uh, right. Right, like, you know, right. there's no pillow coming out. You know, everybody's like getting their their night clothes on. It's just the old old mentality. When you don't know what you're doing, keep the beat till you you know keep it simple, right? Keep it simple <laughs> till you know what you're doing. Well, once you know what you're doing, you're still stuck. You got to keep the beat, sure. right. Yeah. Yeah. right? The groove is king. Your your job is my job is to keep the beat and yeah. then enhance from there. Yeah, right. Exactly. So he's the he's the king of enhance. So once he's going off on a tangent, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you, and then I'm gonna come back, and then he comes back, and then all of a sudden we're back to the original yeah, part yeah, of the song. Cool. Well, and right. I had to remind him stuff I grew up listening to from Humble Pie to whoever that extrapolate to all the brothers. You know, when you're playing, da -da 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 -da. there's a cycle that happens. You know, every four four bars or eight bars, 16 bars or, or you know, yeah. you, then you get down, 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 down while the jam's going down, you break it down and make it, oh, I'm going, yeah, that's, well, that's human nature. We, we always want to put things into categories and, and try to make sense out of chaos. Right. That's what life is all chaos anyway, you know, entropy, they call that. And, uh, and he does that well. And this new bassist, she, she just lays in there. I mean, my thing is, and he reminds her, Mike's got parts. You got to learn those parts. Always going to be on your butt forever. But when in between all that, I said that to her. Yeah. Just learn the parts, and he'll will get off your case. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I tell her I love her. I love what you're doing, but you know, and I hear and, and I, but I always tell her I go, it's the stuff in between. You have a good feel in there. You play in it, and and she she concentrates on on Craig. You know, yeah. she concentrates, and but I also know she knows how to put on a little show and do her mm -hmm. thing. And right. she's, and she's yeah. free and she's cute and she's whatever. And that's all great too, but she's a player. Yeah. Like I said, right. hey, always like this with your bass. You go, man, my mother feet, you better listen to me. And she does that, but it's in between this. She's in the pocket. And that's what a band's about is getting us all to play together and work it together. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate you coming in and spending some time with us today. Yeah, and very yeah, cool. Thanks a lot. I'm talking about... Uh, 
talking about everything, and especially the new band, Tafoya, which will be out uh, playing. February 29th. February 29th. So they say the 29th. There's only 28 <laughs> days. I'll find out. I got to look well, into that. Then you woke up from a stupid dream that lasted four years. <laughs> Fine. No, and we got a few gigs coming up. And they're we all expect gonna be- some uh, cool stuff coming up through the whole year. Yeah. Cool. And, awesome. Uh, we're going back to Dave Angels to uh, record a song because um, our agent, Jackie, goes, you got to release a single. I go, I know it's now singles day, so we're back to that. Dave Angels, yeah. Been, yeah. David Angels been pushing me for years. Yeah. Where he just, he goes, I know what you want. You want to do a whole album, but then we should just still release singles. And then I'm going, okay, well, let's just, let's, it's all new anyway. We have to go one step at a time. And it was my old lady's, my old girlfriend's uh, mom, bust her heart. And she's still around. She goes, tiny bites, baby steps. Baby go, steps, that's it. I go, oh yeah, that's what, that's true in all our things. That's, that's what true. you're doing here at this the museum. It's right. baby steps, man. Right. It's, like, right. it's a big deal, but it's like, you want to you keep control unless you want to have some corporate takeover. Oh, you yeah. know, you got to just baby steps. Well, thank you. Thanks, right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Mike DeFoya and Craig Cedarholm. 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 Yes. Like a, not, not like a cedar home. Home. Cedarholm. Home. Uh, with a little L in there. Yes. So, uh, uh, but uh, it's interesting and great talking to Mike. Yeah, it was. He, uh, he played with the boys, the bees and, uh, and. Uh, the lost boys. The lost boys. He's, he's, he's been, uh, he's been kind of busy and uh, it's good to see he's uh, still out there rock and rolling. Yeah. Out there uh, with his band Tafoya. Then uh, they're coming, they're coming out the 29th. Good thing there's 29 good days this month because they're I coming guess. out the 29th, uh, having their first show. And then uh, they got a few shows uh, scheduled through like, it uh, looks like March and into April. So it's good to hear from him and uh, hear from, uh, hear from them. Yeah, definitely go out and check those guys out. Uh, look up, uh, look them up on their Facebook pages. You get more information on where they're playing and when. Uh, be sure and share our podcast. Be sure and uh, let everybody, uh, let all your friends know and your relatives. And we still want to thank the Illinois Rock and Roll Museum on Route 66 for allowing us to do these podcasts and bring them to you here from the studio in beautiful downtown Joliet. And don't forget, you can catch us on the Road to Rock radio, roadtorock.net, every Monday at 6 p.m. They'll feature one of our podcasts. Very good. So thanks very much for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Talk to you soon. Chicago.